0: Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Thursday the 27th of August. I want to spend some time today talking about the Eurozone's July money numbers and in particular how the entanglement of the Eurozone's banks with governments has become ever more important during the Covid pandemic. Headlines first. Money M3 was up 10.2% year on year in July with a monthly movement two and a half standard deviations above seasonal trends. M2 rose 10.1% and was 2.1 standard deviations above trend. M1 up 13.5% and 1.7 standard deviations above trend. Ah, strong stuff. The M3 growth is the strongest since May 2008. The problem is that that money growth isn't matched by credit growth. Overall credit growth was only 7.7%, credit to the private sector up only 5%, private sector lending up only 4.7% and bank lending to households up only 3%. At the bottom of all this, of course, is the ECB's balance sheet and that rose 36% year on year to July or by 1.675 trillion euros. And that begins to put the M3 rise in a rather different perspective. The year on year rise in M3 was in fact only 1.215 trillion i.e. 460 billion euros less than the expansion of the ECB's asset base. It's hard to work out just what's actually going on here because you've not only got to go wading into the weeds of the monthly data, but you've also got to try and relate what you find there to what we see going on in the ECB's weekly balance sheet. And to be honest, even after you've done all that, I end up scratching my head a bit and wondering if I've really got it right. I'm trying. Anyway, here goes. First, it's clear that Eurozone governments have taken it upon themselves to shore up the banks during the pandemic. Since the beginning of the year, the liabilities to government held by the banks has risen by 383 billion euros, effectively doubling year on year, although you, you can quibble with those numbers, but it is effectively doubling. Now, these liabilities are both deposits by governments and government's holdings of long-term financial liabilities issued by banks, for example, bank bonds. And there's a good reason for this increased support by government to the liability side, because during the same period, although we're told that deposits are up by 10.3%, if you look at the liabilities of the banks to the private sector, they are down 73 billion from the beginning of the year. If private sector deposits really are rising sharply, but overall, Bank liabilities to the private sector are shrinking. We must infer that there's been a fairly major sell off in bank bonds during this time. At the same time as the liability side of banks' balance sheets have been shored up by governments, they've certainly been returning the favour, with credit to government up by 919 billion since January. Meanwhile, during the same period, lending to the private sector is up just 214 billion. Remember, these are only the flows between banks and governments. We've yet to factor in what's going on with the ECB. And there, the weekly balance sheets tells us the big splurge in ECB lending to the banks came in late June, not in July. Nevertheless, between late June and end July, ECB net lending into the financial system jumped 484 billion euros, whilst bond holdings, for example, rose only 151. So I suppose we might characterize the flows as follows. The ECB lends hugely to the banks, who subsequently lend a multiple of that back to governments, who in turn use approximately a third of that lending to shore up the bank's liabilities side, either by taking deposits on them or buying bank bonds. Meanwhile. Although the private sector is raising its deposits, it's also cutting its own holdings of bank bonds, etc. In banking, the liability side of the balance sheet is everything. Lose the confidence that supports those liabilities and you don't have a bank. And there are parts of the eurozone where this confidence is in strategic long term short supply, which is why incidentally the Bundesbank's target to lending to the ECB topped one trillion the first time in July. And above all, what I think we're seeing in these numbers is the efforts being made both by the ECB and by governments to belt and braces that confidence during the pandemic. And you've got to say, so far so good. Well that's it for today and I'm sorry that it's been rather complicated. Still, Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and perhaps it may take a second listening to get something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin. Every bit helps. Uh, recommend it to your colleagues or whatever. And if you'd like to know more about Coldwater Economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you very much.